Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. Today's guest is someone who is probably more well-versed behind being a mic um, <laughs> than I am. So today we have singer, songwriter, country music artist, Ashley Cook. Hello. That you? sounded so official. I know. I, I felt like I was introducing you for like a radio host or something. Amazing. That was great. You crushed it. I love it. Is it weird of me to tell you that I was like listening to your music as I was getting ready today? Oh, I love that. No, not weird at all. That's what it's for. So let's go. I'm so excited to have you. Um, this has been kind of like a couple weeks, months in the making, and you're here in Austin for the CMT Awards. Like, yeah. So how has that been? It's been so much fun. It was my my first CMT Awards, my first red carpet. I guess, what was it, a teal carpet? Yeah. Yeah, a teal carpet. <laughs> I was like, this is, okay. That's what I said too. My yeah. my. Caption on Instagram was like, am I colorblind yeah. or is this carpet teal? Like, this, this is not, not red. red. I know, but it was a lot of fun. It was good. My my shoes were killing me by the end of the night, but we, we, we did all right. But it was a good time just like seeing everybody. And honestly, I feel like I've watched those award shows my entire life mm-hmm. and getting to be in the crowd and see all of it unfold. It just felt like a different universe in the yeah. best way, you know? So it was, it was really awesome to get to see. It's really eye opening to see it from like the production standpoint. Cause I've only ever watched it on TV too. I've never been to a show. 100%. So it's really cool. And I found myself like tearing up as they were giving the speeches like jelly roll last yeah, night. So I was excited. like, Oh my God. I, why do I want to be a country artist now? Like you're inspiring me. And too, Jelly's so cool. Cause he was in prison. Oh no way. Yeah, He was in prison a long time. I don't even know when he was, but he came from like, basically that world into this world. And so it's really cool to see like the transition. That's why he was like, they let a, a loser win tonight because yeah. you know, it's just a different, different background, but that's yeah. crazy. I love Does that being at the award show, like ignite some type of fire under you? Like that's going to be me next year. hundred percent. A lot of my friends too were in like the rafters performing nominated, you know, Meg won an award, one of my yeah. good friends, like, and it's really cool to get to see it. It does like light a fire, like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I'm so happy for them. I'm so proud of them. But like, how can I, you know, how can I get there next year? And it, it makes you just that much more motivated. Well, I'm pretty confident that you will be. Thanks. I was so excited for Meg this year. I I love her. When I was this in Nashville, is. I tried to go to the Opry and, um, to see her on her like opening debut. night yeah, thing yeah. there. Yeah, debut. Couldn't think of what the word <laughs> like was. Night, yeah. <laughs> and we got there. I'm not kidding you. Five minutes after she had finished her like couple of songs. So I was really happy to see her last night, even for like a half a second, but yeah, she's I'm, the best. I love I'm her. confident y- that'll be you next year winning that Thank award. You. Thank you so much. It's so cool because Nashville, I feel like is like college with singers. Like it's like fun. Like everybody <laughs> just is friends and like goes out and has a good time together. And first time Meg and I met, we were on a boat and I'd just gotten this new tattoo that it's like this one on my arm. Uh-huh. And so we, we were like, I was like, should I go in the water? Like I have a new tattoo. I don't know what to do. And she was the last time I saw her, she was like, how's the tattoo? I was like, Oh God, <laughs> she's the best. I love her so much. Honestly, meeting a friend on a boat, I feel like is the epitome of an Austin friendship story. I That's how that. I met so many of my friends. It's like, you're out. Have you ever been out on Lake Travis or Never. Lake Austin? No. Oh my God. You got to come back in like a month or two. And that is like the thing to do. Everyone is out on the lake in the, on, in the summer on the weekends and it's just like the easiest way to make friends you're drinking you're having a good time you're burning the shit out of your skin (laughs) yep absolutely that's basically like nashville too like all summer long it's so much fun so you live in nashville now you're not from nashville i'm not no i'm kind of from all over the place i i moved around a ton growing up um just to like take you through it i was born in wisconsin Oh my I'm, God, cheese girl. Cheese girl. Yeah. <laughs> I left when I was like seven though. So I kind of like forget a lot of it. Um, but then I moved to California when I was seven. And then I moved to South Florida when I was 14 or 15. 
and then Nashville when I was 18. That's crazy. You've literally been in like every single region. All around. Yep. You haven't been in the Northeast though. No, I haven't been. Yeah. Well, actually, well, kind of. My parents lived in Arlington, Virginia. Okay. For like, is that the Northeast? That's the Northeast. I'm directionally challenged, too, by the way. <laughs> I was like, that's that's like that way. Yeah. Yeah. They were up there for like a year or two, and they just moved to Nashville. So okay. I guess we kind of hit there, but you know, now it's been full circle. Never and, like New York, though. And did they move to Nashville to be closer to you? Absolutely. That's so yeah, sweet. Yeah. My sister and I both like take up residencies in Nashville. She's kind of part-time between LA and Nashville. Okay. We both are there a lot. So it's nice to have the whole fam in one city. Is your sister a songwriter too? A singer? She's not a singer. Actually, fun fact, we were in a duo together for a long time. No way. Just like, you know, we moved to LA so young and we're, we both got into entertainment and she was more into the acting world. I was more into the music world. And everybody was like, well, y'all are so young. Like just do a duo so we yeah. kind of started a duo together and loved it and learned so much together but then she was like hey I, I really love acting more than I love music mm -hmm. so now she's more in the acting worlds and she's out in LA doing acting and I'm, I'm oh in gosh. music so yeah. good for her you yeah. guys just come from a very like creative performance-based family do you get that from your parents no <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> no. my parents it's so funny because they're always like where did you guys get this like it makes no sense my sister just she's my older sister she like fell in love with performing and acting so young that I kind of mm -hmm. just like followed in the path a lot too um, but my parents are nothing like that my my dad's a very corporate guy that's why we moved around so much because okay. he's you know job to job um, but very corporate like suit and tie kind of guy my mom is brilliant she has like three degrees and she's a children's book author and a stock trader now oh my gosh so well, totally see, she different. has that creativity in there that's true she is a very creative person but she's never like acted on like the arts I guess well I guess writing is but you know like music acting stuff like that yeah yeah I swear There's to God, the fucking leaf blower comes oh, it's in. Blower. It's only when I'm recording. I think he gets a notification on his phone that it's like, Jenna's in recording. <laughs> leaf <Action>. blow. <laughs> and then he comes out and he's blowing leaves for like 30 minutes. At, I okay. swear. He just, he has a radar. But Should we go walk out there and be like, sir, we're <laughs> recording a podcast? <laughs> no context clue. You just, if actually, it's so funny because I used to have all these curtains up in my office so I could close things down if I was ever recording by myself. Because it's like, it's awkward, especially at night when I'm recording here alone and people walk past, like, not frequently, <laughs> but sometimes. And I catch you know, eye contact yep. with them and the walls are thin here. So you can hear everything. The guy behind me has heard me record the same podcast episode probably eight times, love that. you know, on those nights where you're like kind of just messing up. Yep. So this that. is one of those moments that I wish I still had the curtains up and we can just close it and block off leaf flow. We just wave. Should we, should we welcome him in here and ask him some questions? <laughs> yeah. He might be the next guest. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up in all of these different places, how did you determine that you were going to set roots in Nashville? And when did you determine that? Yeah, so I went to college at Belmont in Nashville. Oh, iconic. So it's the best, yeah. And so I moved there when I was 18. And I'd kind of spent some time in Nashville before, just like writing songs and getting to know people. And again, I was an artist really young. So I kind of, you know, spent time back and forth. And I always loved Nashville. I debated like a Florida State University, like because I lived in Florida before I came to Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, but Belmont just felt right. And so I went to Belmont. I studied communications and marketing, so nothing to do with music at oh all. Oh my god! <laughs> Which Belmont is like a typically, you know, music nursing kind of, you know, based school. There's yeah. business and stuff too, but I was, was like, oh, like I don't know. And I went there and I fell in love with marketing and communications. Was so. the reason for that just as kind of like, if I don't pursue singing for the rest of my life, then at least I have this, you know, degree to like fall back on to do something in this realm, or was it just you? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> kinda. It was honestly, you know. I had been in music since I was like 11, right? And so I 
was like on and off homeschooled, missed a lot of school dances, missed a lot of like the typical like high school experience and middle school experience in a lot of ways. And so when I went to Belmont, I was like, man, I love Music City. I think I, I think I want to do music full time like after, but I just want to like try something different Mm -hmm. and just like learn something new that also could help because music, I mean, marketing and communications play a huge part in being an artist too, you know, more so than anything else. And so I was like, you know, I want to try it out. It's a good backup plan just in case. It's funny because my mom actually told me to go into communications and I was like, I don't know, mom. She's like, you'd be great at it. You should do it. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm just going to try it. And it ended up just being like the most eye-opening, fun, new way to learn that wasn't in the music school and wasn't in the music program. Um, and I still learned a lot about, you know, public speaking and, and all of the tactics that you use to perform. And then I was getting offered marketing jobs like out of college. Oh, no way. But I pivoted and I'm in music now. So yeah. that's crazy. So yeah. I believe we're the same age. When did you graduate? Uh, 2019. 2019. Okay. So I graduated 2020, but okay. you're 25. Yeah. 25. Okay. I was really young. I was always the youngest in my grade though. When's so. your birthday? June. Okay, so my birthday is September. So I was always older for my grade. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. you're just a couple months older than me. Yeah. So you're turning 26 this year. Oh, I am. That's so scary. I know. Insurance, bye bye. <laughs> no, is it health insurance, right? What What goes away when you're 26? Um, I think it's health insurance it and is, dental right? insurance. I think it's all the insurances. Love that. Yeah, Love that for me. I know. <laughs> I've been on the journey of, well, at the beginning of the year, I hired two girls. So I was like, well, I need to get my shit together. This is the year <laughs> I'm going to be kicked off anyway. So I finally got on my own insurance. And let me tell you, it's not cheap. Oh, I'm not I, excited. I don't understand why that's a rule though. It's like, if my parents want to pay for my insurance, like <laughs> just let them do it. That's what I'm saying. Because if I'm right? 26. That's what I'm saying. My parents are like, you got to be prepared. Like, you know, keep your, keep your mind together. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. Yeah, it's just one another. I'm waiting to see when I get kicked off the phone bill. Honestly, I'm not going to say anything about it. Oh my gosh, me too. I just realized that. (gasps) Yeah. The last time I got a phone, my mom said, this is the last phone that we're paying for the upgrade for after this. Like, it's on you. And I haven't gotten a new phone since I think like, I don't know, when did the 11... When did the iPhone 11 come out? Is this an 11? I don't know what I have. It's been a while. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Because what are we on now? Like... 13 14, 14. Yeah. I can never keep track I don't know how does your phone not freak out because I've always had the theory that like as soon as a new phone comes out then your phone like goes it does shit. they yeah. for sure send you a signal they're like fuck up the old phones 100%. <laughs> they need a new one 100% uh, <laughs> no it is it's getting old it's I, I need to get a new one but um if I get a new one then I think my mom is gonna be like oh you got a new phone it's time to get on your own phone plan <laughs> you're like just avoiding it as much as you can yeah just Honestly, holding out for the last second smart So since January, I have been so much less stressed. And I think a lot of that is because I hired two full-time employees. So we have Gabby, who's our creative marketing manager. She does all of our graphic designs. She helps with socials, merch. She's also a photographer. So she comes to all the events and captures photos. And then I just recently hired Hallie as well. And she's our director of events. So she does our budgeting, planning events, executing them, all things events. And since hiring them, we all work in the office every day, Monday through Friday. And since coming into the office, I've decided that I am so much more productive when I work if I feel like good in my outfit and I feel as though I made a conscious effort to dress myself versus just rolling out of bed and coming to my office, sitting at my computer. And there's nothing wrong with that by any means, but I'm really trying to elevate my workwear. So wherever you're working from, whether it's from your home or in an office or a corporate setting, I've updated my Macy's landing page with all of my work-inspired outfits. And you can check it out at macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. So you graduate college and you go full force into music. 
I do. And what does that look like? I not, know that you did something your senior year that really like jump started. Yeah, not you did your research. Let's I go. did do my <laughs> research, girl. Research. I told you. I said I do my research before I have guests on here, but then sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to know too much because yeah. then it takes away the fun of like asking the good and questions. Know. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, so honestly, going full blown into music was kind of like a shock to me because no, I again I'd done it my whole life and I loved it and I was always like really passionate about it. But I was just like, man, I don't know. Life is, you know, I'm, I'm what, 20, 21. I was like, life is just so broad and I could do so many different things. And so I was kind of just like brainstorming and, and letting myself wonder about the different options out there. And I was getting marketing job offers and interviewing and like debating going into marketing or communications or something like that. And my senior year, I was like, okay, there's this thing called the country showcase, which if you don't know, if you don't know what that is at Belmont, it's like this student run showcase. It's like thousands of people in our basketball arena, people like Brad Paisley, Tyler Hubbard from Florida Georgia line. They've all won it before in the times that they went to Belmont. And I was like, man, I've seen these showcases my whole time being at Belmont. It's so amazing. It's so fun. I'm just going to like apply. Like mm -hmm. who cares? And I thought that you only could be in it if you were in the music school and I wasn't in music school, Oh, but really, you know, unbeknownst to me, is that the right way to say that? Whatever. I didn't know <laughs> that basically I was like, I'm just going to go with this. Basically anybody can apply, but typically it's music students because obviously they're studying music, right? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to apply, see what happens. I applied, I got in, I auditioned. I was like in the top eight and the whole panel of judges were like, where have you been? Like, who is this girl? <laughs> I wasn't in the music school at all. When and you so, apply, do you have to submit a video of you singing or is it like a paper application? What paper. Is, oh, okay. I think it's, I think it's paper. Yeah, I think it's paper and you submit like a demo. Gotcha. Like a recording. Okay. Yeah, but you could totally like, you know, flub the recording, whatever. Like that's why they have like the in-person, you know, top eight auditions. Top eight comes in and I audition and they were like, where where have you been? Like, who are you? You know, like, who, like, like American Idol at yeah. Belmont. They were like, liter <laughs> no, literally it's insane. And so I was like, okay, so I made it into the top four and the top four, we all went and performed for like thousands of people in the event center. And I hadn't performed in years. So I was like crazy, very, very nervous, but also like really excited, pulled a band together from like kids in my class, like very no much way. like just pulled it all together. And I, I competed and I, I think I, I performed the middle by Marin Morris. Oh, great song. Such a great song. And two like original songs that I'd written back when I was younger and I won. That's crazy. Yes. And it was insane. So then I decided to focus on music full time. Did the other two people or the other three people, was it a requirement to also be a songwriter or no? No, you didn't have to. It's just like an original song, but I guess it, it could be something somebody wrote for you. Okay. But just like an original song that's yours. But like the people, do you know Tiger Lily, the sister duo? Yeah, actually. Yeah, they performed too. So they were, oh. they competed against me. Patrick Murphy was opening up for Maddie and Tay. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It was, and Alyssa Newton, who was on Songland. Like it was a really awesome like roster of people that performed. That's so cool. Yeah. It, when I picture Nashville, it literally is like what you said, like a high school of all these people that are just like all so talented. They're all either a singer or a songwriter or a performer of, of some sort. It's, it's nuts. so cool to think that you won that. So how yeah. did that impact you then jumping into like the music. industry and like, you know, yeah, so I don't know the correct terminology. Like the, the, <laughs> like, the music, yeah. <laughs> jumping into the songs. The yeah. <laughs> You're good. Well, no, so I won and I was kind of sitting there like, what the hell? And the panel of judges, the people that were like judging the whole competition, it was Stacy Cato, who's actually one of the like main guys at CMT, which is funny. I saw him last night. Okay. At the CMT Awards. And he and my now agent, Carrie Murphy, who works at WME, they both were on the panel of judges and I'd never met them before. And they were like, Hey, I think you should give yourself at least a year just to kind of see this through, just try it out because you got something here. You have raw talent. 
you have something going on, right? You don't have the right songs. You don't have the right brand yet, which I knew because I was a young artist, but like, just give it a shot. Like try Mm -hmm. to figure it out for a year and see what happens. I'm like, okay, give myself a year. These people that are very seasoned in the industry, believe in me, let's just give it a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, this is like end of 2019. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, try this out. I'm going to play the shows, you know, go to the bars, network with people, go out, play the rounds, just do all of like the rite of passage stuff that new artists do in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Pandemic happens. Oh yeah. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, all of the things I just mentioned, I can't do like none of them I can do. And so I went into quarantine with my family in South Florida and I was like really honestly depressed because I was like, okay, well, told myself a year. I was really excited to do all of this and, you know, give it a shot. And now I can't do any of it. And I downloaded TikTok. Oh my God. It all starts with TikTok. It, the way with it, TikTok. Got it was crazy. And I started, I posted one video. It was actually my friend, Spencer Crandall, who I was with like all last night. Um, he posted a video called the lay me down challenge, which is like, if you remember, it was like the going up an octave. Oh, I do remember that. That was a whole thing. People like love to lay on the floor and sing. Yes, exactly. And I think yeah, yeah. I did it at some point. I think I deleted it because I was like, that was really off key, Jenna. Like, <laughs> okay, what the great. fuck is wrong with you? But you know, when I, you're <laughs> trapped in a house alone, you're like, I sound really good. That's what it's because you like, can't yeah. hear it. <laughs> but so I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, post this video, see what happens. Zero expectation at all whatsoever. I was on Vine before or like YouTube or whatever, but like never had like a viral moment or anything. Yeah. I post this video and I like go back to the pool. Like don't even think about it. I like don't watch the app. I don't really know much about the app. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like a hundred thousand views. That's the best. When you're like, what? Literally. And What's then going on? an hour goes by 200,000 views. 300, <gasps> it was just, it was just going. And my sister was like, Hey, I think you should like look at your phone. I'm like, what? Next thing you know, like 2.3 million views. First video. Oh ever. my God. Nuts. And I was like, okay, is this a normal thing to have happen? One, two, how do I learn how to like capitalize on this app? Yeah. But, so I honestly spent the entirety of the pandemic with my family, like learning how TikTok works and like how to post, how, when to post, when to go live, how to go live, what to do, you know, how long, all of it. And so it just, it led me here. Yeah. That is so crazy. I feel like we have synergy here because it's, you know, like TikTok yeah. It gives normal people the opportunity for thousands, millions of other normal people to decide that we like you 100%. and we want to support you. 100%. And otherwise you don't have that opportunity to yeah. be like seen by other people. That's why I say, you know, is the hardest and the best time to be a new artist in any genre because it's the hardest because it's so hard to break through the noise because now there's so many people posting on these platforms that it's yeah. like, okay, how do you differentiate? I mean, how do you be different? How do you, you know, escape the haters saying you're just a TikTok artist? How do you do all of these oh my things? God. Right. Totally. And then it's also the best time because you do have the accessibility to reach millions of people with one video. You know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Speaking of this actually is a perfect segue. Yeah. One of my questions is how do you, as someone that is like huge, you're huge on TikTok. That's how a lot of people discovered your music. How does that affect, mm, I don't know. I don't really know who's saying this because I wouldn't say it, but yeah. that kind of misconception, like you are a TikToker versus you are a credible, yeah. you know, artist. It's definitely been a big goal of mine to like kind of debunk that. Um, and not that it's an offensive thing or something that I'm, you know, offended by, but I think yeah, I've been in music since I was 11. I've been doing this for so long and been wanting to and like, dot, you know, on music row, writing with people and creating for so long. It was it was definitely a tough thing at first because I was like, man, I've been in this for so long. I don't want people to think that I just started this recently. But it's also an amazing platform. Yeah. And I think if you make music that will translate past a certain platform, 
it doesn't matter, right? Like there, I mean, Sean Mendez got started on Vine. Vine, yeah. Luke Combs got started on Vine, and now people are not like, well, he's just a Vine artist, you know? And so they use their platforms wisely, and they were able to get where they are now because of that and because they realize like it doesn't matter how you reach people it's just about the people that are reached you know like it's Mm -hmm. about getting your music out there and telling a story no matter what the platform is so I you know I think it it definitely sucks for any artist to like be called you're just that but Mm -hmm. it's like just don't let it get to you I guess is the best way to Mm -hmm. handle it and with your TikTok it seems like you post more about like your life and people getting to know more about you Do you think that that helps people understand you as an artist or do you think that's a part of the reason why people are like, oh, she's more of like a personality. Like I see her like doing her makeup or getting ready or showing her family, things like that. For sure. I think the main reason why I do that is because I feel like part of my music and what I, you know, put on an album, what I, you know, put on my Spotify or Apple or whatever is so much about who I am and like my life. And so I want people to know me and feel like they're a part of my life and like a friend of mine while mm-hmm. they listen to my music. And I think that that's the beautiful part about social media, right? It's social media. So it's like, I can post a million videos of me, you know, lip syncing to one of my songs, like, you know, with the words on top, I can post yeah. acoustic covers. I can post all these things, but I can also post, you know, ways to get to know me. Who like, you actually are. Yeah. Like one of my favorite influencers on TikTok is Anna Sitar. Like I think she's oh, yeah. amazing. And I feel like the reason why I think she's amazing is because I feel like I already know her mm-hmm. and I, I want to do the same thing. I want people to feel like they already know me, you know, via my socials. Yeah. So. I mean, people definitely have parasocial relationships with singers because at like our happiest moments we're listening to music at our saddest moments going through a breakup on our most stressful days we're listening to music and so when you're continuously listening to to like the same artist over and over and they're taking you through all of these feelings and experiences in life you start to feel like you have this personal connection to them but I do feel like prior to TikTok there has been this like very um like closed door into actually knowing a celebrity. Like all we've ever known about a celebrity is just the paparazzi photos, interviews that they've done for press and like actual shows that they've done versus just what they actually are sharing with people. And now I feel like it's so much more celebrated to know more about someone like Selena Gomez. You want to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. People are like literally fiending to know more and more about her and like Kelsey Ballerini, Mm -hmm. like people love when celebrities post that kind of stuff. So it sucks that it's like, well, they've already reached the top. So now you want to see all of the behind the scenes. But as someone who's on the rise and you're coming up and you're posting these things, you're like, oh, you're just TikTok, you know? Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's funny talking to a lot of my artist friends about this too, because we all talk about, you know, is it, is it better now that we have the expectation to be so open and to be so, well, if you're not posting everything, somebody else is. So like Mm. give, give somebody everything to know. Or was it better, you know, back when you felt so closed off to the world? And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, right? Like, I personally love going to shows, going to meet and greets, and, like, seeing people walk up and say, like, hey, how's your Jeep? Or, like, did you choose the color for what? And I'm like, oh, wait, I forget that I posted about that. (laughs) And now we're friends immediately because you know this about me. And I personally, I love that. I think there's still some things that I keep, like, for, you know, personal life and, like, what I don't want to share with Mm -hmm. the world. I mean, just like everybody does. But, I mean... I think I would have been really lonely if I would have been, you know, back in the era where it was just like paparazzi photos. Cause I feel like you, you're like a, an image to the world, but people don't really know you or know your heart. And now you have the ability to like tell them your heart and show them like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to stand for. And this is how I think and how I process. And this is my mom, you know, like you can show people that versus like, you know, the Elvis days, it was very 
you know, smoke and mirrors, mysterious <laughs> yeah. vibes, you know? There's some excitement to the mis- to like the mystery, but there's exactly. a sense of relatability when you can like actually see that the artist that you're listening to nonstop that you idolize is actually a human too. Well, that's what too, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like being an artist, that is the difficulty when it is so vulnerable, right? It's like, how do you still present yourself as an artist, somebody they want to pay to come see a yeah, show. Yeah, and still respect. But, but also, also feel like they're close to and not like this distant figure, yeah. right? It's like, how do you how do you balance that? How do you keep the sparkle but also be relatable, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a tough thing. It's like, you can't really manufacture it. It just has to be, the, it has to, you know, you got to feel that. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, I understand that. So you mentioned that you, when you won this competition, yeah. the judges were saying, these are not like the right songs for you. This is not like the right brand for you. So have you, do you feel like you've stepped into figuring out what your actual brand is as Ashley Cook? It's a great question. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I think I'll be continuously figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, too, you know, watching the the Taylor Swift documentary really inspired me because she was like- I watched it last night. (laughs) Dude, it's so good. And I feel like, you know, what she said about how, I don't know if it's just women in in the industry or or just being in the industry. It's just, you have to continuously evolve Mm -hmm. and be something, you know, different to give people different flavors of yourself. And Taylor has like a very consistent stream of who she is through all of it, even though it's all so different and diverse and cool. I'm still figuring out, I think, you know, all of that to, Mm -hmm. to the, to its core. I think my biggest thing right now in this first album that's coming out this year is just being like genuine. And like we were talking about just being really me and figuring out, you know, what I, what kind of songs, like I get pitched so many songs like every day to record. Right. And it's knowing like, Hey, this sounds like me. They're all smash songs, but like, which one is an Ashley Cook song, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, figuring that out, figuring out what people around me think is me, what they, you know, what they identify me as and how they would describe me. And I think that's important to ask feedback for too. So we're figuring it out day by day. As you were talking, I had a couple good questions that came to mind. So obviously listening to feedback and listening to your fans is super important. Do you ever feel like it clouds your own judgment? 100%. Yeah. And I'm also, I don't know if you follow like the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram seven. I think that's what I am too. I got to take it again today just to make sure. I'm like super indecisive and Mm -hmm. very like, I love like to survey. That's like a big thing. (laughs) And so my, my family, my friends, my management team, they're like, Hey, like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you guys want? And it's like, it's definitely tough. I'm a people pleaser and I'm a big surveyor. So it is tough. Like when I, you know, post the demo on TikTok and genuinely want like people's opinions. If there's somebody that's like, nah, it's not a great song. I'm like, okay, we can't release this song, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's been a adjustment, like realizing like, no, 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 I need to make a piece of art and present it to people and say, Hey, this is what I think is dope. If you think it's dope, cool. If you don't all good, maybe the next time you think it will be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been a learning process. Like, you know, being the CEO of my own company, mm-hmm. which I've never been before. So it's fun. It's exhausting. It's, terrifying and it's all of the things at once um but yeah I'm definitely a big surveyor <laughs> <laughs> same I feel that too it's like I'll ask somebody for an opinion and then they, when they don't give the one that I want I'm like wait <laughs> yeah I'm like am I wrong <laughs> take it back take yeah, it back you're like like what I like <laughs> yeah it's hard to be a people pleaser and mm-hmm. I imagine it's probably really difficult too when you're releasing music and you want people to like it but sometimes like country music isn't for everyone and sometimes 100%. a certain song isn't for everyone So I'm sure that's probably like just difficult to not let get in your head as you're continuing to write new music and like figure out who you are. And it's, it's just hard to figure out who you are when you have a spotlight on you. hundred percent. And I think too, you know, my biggest challenge has been like sonically, right? Because 
for example, like I my favorite song in the whole world is like Tenerife by Ed Sheeran, which is like very songwritery, like slow acoustic, you know, bass kind of song. But when I perform, I'm like running around the stage. Like I'm okay. not like a standstill kind of person. Like I'm very much like I, my biggest you know, performance inspiration is Luke Bryan who like sprints around the stage and is like a crazy performer. And that's like a big part of why I wanted to get into music and performing was because of Luke. And I loved that. So to me, I'm like, you know, even though our brands are different, like I want to, I want to entertain like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the kind of songs that I love are acoustic ballad kind of songs. So it's like, how do you match, match the two? Yeah. When, and I'm like, I don't typically write like party songs, right? I love to go out. I love to have fun. But like, just when I get into a writing room, I'm typically like, how do we, you know, rip somebody's heart out with a lyric? That's like what I want to go for. Yeah. And so it's like, how do I find the right songs that sonically work with those ballads that, you know, feel like they, you know, hit you where it hurts kind of a thing, but also make it a fun party vibe. It's like just finding out all of the different, you know, on an album, you want to give people a wide variety. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I've just never been you know, one to write the party songs, but I love to perform them. So it's finding, <laughs> is it somebody else that writes them for me? I don't know. We're figuring it out. I'm just imagining you like running up and down <laughs> the stage while you're like singing an, an acoustic, Literally, like slow song. No, that's actually what happens. <laughs> I've always, my band and I will, you know, we'll record it a certain way and then live. I'm like, let's beef it up a little bit and we'll make it feel bigger so I can perform to it. Yeah. So it's just finding, it's finding the balance. I mean, that's one way to get people's attention. They'd be like, I've never seen anyone do that before. Maybe that is the Ashley Cook brand. <laughs> Maybe. Let's it's, see. It's like full yeah. blown performances on acoustic songs. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see it. I love it. That's awesome. One of the things you mentioned earlier as well was that there are certain things of your life that you do like to keep private. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like making videos on the internet and also just like as a you know, someone that people look up to. So as I was doing my research for this episode, I Google who is Ashley Cook. And I'm looking for like every single interview you've ever done just to get some like more background. And the second thing that pops up is who is Ashley Cook dating? Oh God, always. (laughs) Does that like, does that really irritate you? Is that one thing that you like to keep private to yourself? I would say, yeah. I think like that's like a newer thing too. Yeah. Like I used to always be so open about like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm doing. Like my ex, whatever. But now I think it's just like, I think this is honestly, like, just to be completely real, this is the hardest part, right? If I'm dating somebody and I'm, like, super happy with them, right, and I'm posting about it and all this stuff, I feel like as an artist, I want to create all different kinds of art and say all different kinds of things. And I, I worry, and I've seen friends go through this, too, where if they're dating somebody happily and people get invested in the relationship, as they do, which is a fun thing, if I post a breakup song, oh, immediately, it's yeah. like did they break up rumors? Ah, and it's like just so stressful and it can, you know, infiltrate the relationship. And it just, it, I've seen a lot of really great relationships kind of crumble because they're so public online and not that some are not also super successful. I think just for me in this phase of my life, it's just tough. I, I feel like I, I worry um, about, you know, being super, super public about relationships because mm-hmm. so much of my life is so public that it's like, you know, I want to be able to have that okay, doors are closed, like take a deep breath, let's just watch a movie and hang out. And if you post that online, I think it's tough sometimes, you know? Yeah, and people also love to decode literally everything. Like, 100%. We all know you had Tyler, Taylor, what the fuck is his name? Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor in a music video. And everyone's like, yeah. oh my God, are they dating? Are they talking? Yeah. Is it PR? And then just like trying to decipher every single ounce of your life, it, it kind of like minimizes you to just who you're dating. And I'm sure that that's probably just like, yeah. there's so much more there. Why do you care so much? 100%. So, and- I, honestly, it's it's fun. Like I love that yeah, people care. Yeah, kind of like, play oh, into it a little yeah, bit. I'm yeah. like, thank you for caring about you know who I'm dating. But 
I don't know. I mean, I think I've, I've learned from some greats before me, like Dolly Parton, for example, like she's been married for how long? Like <laughs> literally married, like kind of, I don't want to say in secret because it's public that she's married, but like the first thing people ask her is not like, how's your husband? Yeah. It's like, how's your music? How's your, you know, amazing different things that you, and I don't know. I mean, maybe someday I'll, I'll, you know, be with somebody publicly and see mm-hmm. what happens. Maybe that'll all change. But I think for now, I really love like following that model where it's like, hey, I'm really focused. I'm married to my career right now. Mm-hmm. And if something is behind the scenes, then we'll see if I get public with it at some point. Yeah, you know? dating someone too while you are married to your career. Like you have so many other aspirations that you're focusing on. Like a boy, if he comes into your life, he has to add to it. 100%. And not distract. I'm, I'm sure there's probably already so much going on. Like you don't need a boy's <laughs> drama right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, so no more relationship <laughs> questions. Don't worry. I won't pry. <laughs> no, um, good. So I want to talk about like the not so glamorous part of being an artist and like being on tour and just being mentally physically tired and what it actually takes behind the scenes because all we see is you guys come on stage or you release a new album and we see all the beautiful shiny things that are so curated and like perfected so what is it like behind the scenes I will say it's it's definitely the perfect mixture of like the craziest highs and the lowest of lows it's insane I wrote actually in a lyric of my song called it's been a year I said you know it's been 365 of record record lows and record highs because you really I mean I feel like last year I learned this the most where you go from a stage of thousands of people screaming your lyrics back to you a spotlight in your face you know in ears everybody joking screaming everybody like begging for a photo and it's like this amazing high and it's so much fun and it's everything you've ever dreamed of when you were a kid and I'm not kidding within a five minute time span you go from that to a quiet van a silent van when your band's still you know unloading the gear and everything to just yourself in a van with your ears still ringing from all of the craziness that just happened with your thoughts mm-hmm. in a five minute period it's nuts it's it's the craziest like roller coaster you'll ever be on and it's it's so much fun it's amazing it's lonely it's terrifying it's all the things and it's I think people don't really you know get to see that because and the only people to understand it is other artists that have been through it you know which is why it's so awesome like I have so many friends in the industry like you know the Lainey Wilsons of the world and you know just so many people that have been through it that you can talk to and they're like yeah dude it's hard like it's hard it's so much fun and it's amazing and it's it's amazing because it's hard you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. probably super rewarding 100 percent, which sure. is the highs you know it's like you get to do this you get to have these people that know your music that care about you being in a room that care about your mu- they care about you and that's really really an honor to get to have and then it's also so lonely and draining at the same time it's weird. it's weird how do you deal with that loneliness is it like or do you travel with your parents do you travel with any friends it's just your bandmates just my bandmates and my team but honestly your band kind of becomes your family <coughs> like I feel like I know more about my band than I know about <laughs> most people like we just get along so well and you kind of have to find that like you know good fit of personality is because you're pretty much in a van together at this phase at least you're in like a, a sprinter van together for like multiple hours a day like in a little green room together like you're together all the time for me personally I'm in therapy I love therapy um I got into it the last couple of years and it's definitely been a game changer like even on days that I don't think that I need it I'm like ah, oh, whatever we're just running from thing to thing going to therapy and like I had like some crazy breakthrough and I think it's really important, um, especially, you know, in this industry to have an outlet like therapy to go mm-hmm. talk to. My parents are amazing. My family is incredible. You know, again, they don't fully get it. They they really, really love to talk about it and help me through it, which they do. But also, like, again, like, Lainey Wilson was a huge, like, friend that helped me through a lot of this. Like, she was very much like, hey, 
radio tour. Here's the do's and the don'ts. Mm -hmm. Like, and my friend Spencer Crandall, like we literally always, he comes from a social media background too. And like every time we're both feeling like really lonely or, you know, having a mental breakdown on the bathroom floor at a venue. Like we both, you have those moments, you know, cause you're exhausted. And like before CMTs, I slept two hours and I like went to the CMTs and it's great. Like, it's just so much, but you have friends in the industry that get it. And that also is like the most amazing thing about country music too. I don't know about other genres. I'm only in country, but in country music, especially it's a family. Like people are so tight knit. They're so like, Hey, I've been exactly where you are. I know how tiring this is. I know how amazing it is. I know all of the things like here's my number. Like mm -hmm. so many like bigger artists that are so much further ahead of me have done that. They've given me their number. They've walked up to me at a bar and been like, Hey, love what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Here's my number. Call me if you oh, ever need so anything. Sweet. Yeah. And I do. And we talk and we bond and it's like, you really just have to have that like community. Otherwise you won't survive. You know, mm -hmm. who is <laughs> before I forget, who is the biggest person that's in your phone right now? Oh gosh. I don't know. Um, That's probably crazy. If someone ever was like, hey, here's my number. Just call me. I'd be like, ah, oh. I know. I don't know. I got to think on this one. You can think on it. Yeah. I'm like the first one that comes to mind is Brett Young, but I feel like there's. Okay. I have a lot of great friends. I don't know. I mean, I feel like. It's probably weird too. Once you actually get to know them as a person, you probably don't think of them in the same way as before. Yeah. Like when you're like, who's the biggest? I'm like, I don't know. Who's like, because uh. you're right. It's just like a friend, mm -hmm. you know, like. I don't know. I have to think on that one. Well, while you think on it, you said that there are some like do's and don'ts while you're on tour that Lainey was telling you about. What are yeah. some of those do's and don'ts? I think a big thing is like, I think contrary to popular belief, me personally, I don't drink a ton on the road. Okay. Cause and again, like on a weekend, if I'm home, like send it, I'm going right. But like on the road, it's really hard. Cause for me, like I lose my voice really easily. Your immune system gets lowered and you're already like exhausted and meeting so many people that it's like, you can't really expect to not get sick if you're like getting hammered every night you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so I think that's a big one like you stay away from like drinking too much um it's always bring hand sanitizer because like okay because I want to go hug and meet everybody and shake hands and say hey and I'm like such a hugger so like anytime I'm at a merch table meeting people I'm like get in here like I just love that and you have to like be sure to like wash your hands because you're meeting so many different people um try to sleep in the van as much as you can like on the van rides like just try to you know cover your head and go to sleep um, I'm trying to think about other do's and don'ts. She warned me about like certain people. <laughs> just like, be careful, this person, that person, whatever. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot. How is it sleeping in a van? Not easy. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh my God, I get so car sick. Like I actually, if I'm the passenger in the car, you do not want me sitting in the front seat because yeah. I will be a horrible like passenger driver. Yeah. Um, but it makes me so sick. I cannot even fathom like laying horizontally and sleeping. See, I don't, I think I just got lucky. I'm not a car sick person. My sister's okay. super car sick. I don't get car sick. Honestly, the hardest part is the seatbelts. Oh yeah. The seatbelts <laughs> dig into your side. Cause when you're laying on like a bench, like there's multiple seatbelt buckles. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, your, your ribs are getting bruised. No doubt. Cause oh like every gosh. bump you hit, it digs into your rib. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. like when you, when you're on a family vacation and you're laying down on the, the car seat, on the car seat yeah, in yeah. the van and it's all digging into you, but yep. you're like, this is the only time I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and if you don't sleep, it's just going to take so long to get there to exactly. get to Disney or Hilton Head Disney, or wherever yeah. you're going. Yep. hundred percent. So you've been on tour how many times? Oh gosh. Yeah. I went on tour with Breland first. Um, then Spencer Crandall, then Cole Swindell the first time, then I think Jordan Davis and Brett Young and Cole Swindell again. 
And then Brett Young again. Oh my God, girl, you've been through it. Nuts, yeah. And then I'm going out with Luke Bryan this year. Holy shit. Um, yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Well, no, like, you're good. I don't I'm like, why am I, why am I apologizing for swearing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. Um, yeah, then I'm doing my own headline date soon. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, I feel like it's been a crazy road, road year for sure. Do you think that'll be like a different adjustment to go from being an opener to being a headliner? 100%. Yeah. And honestly, like, the first couple tours I did with like Breland and Spencer, like I was like brand new to the game um, of touring and all of that. And I saw what it was like. So I kind of know um, I'm playing the same venues that we played and stuff. So like I kind of know in that sense. Um, but I think the difference will be like the teams. Cause like for like when you're a young, a new artist headlining for the first time, like we don't have a big team out there. It's like my band, we have a front of house person who basically like mixes the sound from the front. Like they're standing in front of the stage. Um, and that's like basically it. Like we don't, we have a TM, that's it. Like it's very much like a sparse team. Yeah. First when you're on tour with like a Brett Young or a Cole Swindell or a Luke Bryan, like there's like a freaking like, I don't even know how many, but like <laughs> 30 to 40 person crew. Like it's massive, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a different kind of world of different, you know, a lot of people are wearing multiple hats. Um, and it's just like a, a tougher tougher time but it's you know it's rewarding because it's like they're coming to see you you know yeah well now you're gonna switch sides so do you know who is going to be your openers then um I do so we have a couple a couple headline dates like sprinkled in the all these tours so for like the pre-headline dates it's my friend Matt Roy who wrote Never Till Now with me um and my friend Cody Loden who's on the same label as me so those are gonna be fun and then for the headline tour like the official like full-blown headline tour my first one I don't know yet Okay. Who do you think? Who do you think should open for me? Um, ooh, no idea. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> but I will say, this is like my little plug. I have a friend, Harper Grace. I've heard of her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Love her. Love her to death. She was on American Idol when that. they did the reboot. And yeah. she was on the same season as Gabby Barrett. And she was sent home. She was doing two um, original songs. Yard Sale was her audition song. And then R.I.P. was a song she sang for like the second round. And they sent her home. Essentially because she was like, she's already a songwriter. She's already a performer. Like she already knows how to do everything. There wasn't like too much room for improvement. Like literally go watch, go watch the season again. Cause I was so mad. Like I, she was my favorite. And so I actually like became friends with her literally through social media. She followed me one day on Instagram. I was like, wait a second. Is this the girl that I like? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have her song on YouTube, like on repeat. And so we've become good friends. And last summer I did this like big festival to celebrate my one year anniversary of fun on weekdays. And I had her come and she, um, she came and she performed for it. And she's just so incredibly talented. I wish that she had like a spotlight on her, but she was actually the opener for Nelly this past oh, wow. year okay cool That's awesome. yeah so she's great yeah. like awesome female she's so cool That's and so cool. I you know who I love who? love Matt Schuster Matt Schuster do I know him do I know him he's also I think he got his foot on TikTok okay um posting a lot of like cover songs I feel like if I saw like a video of him I probably know who he is you I'm would bad with names oh. absolutely <laughs> I think he has like he has a couple million like listeners, oh monthly gosh, listeners amazing. on on Spotify. But he's so good. Yeah, and I feel like you guys would crush it together. Okay, I have to look at both those names because we're yeah. looking for openers. So, oh my we'll gosh. See. Okay, yeah. well there's my plug. I've never talked to him before. I have no tie to him. Um, <laughs> I'm just a fan. I'm coming for you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, and he's one of the people that I actually found on TikTok too. Okay. So it's like it's cool, and so I amazing. I love when I feel like I can watch someone's journey. 100%. So now to watch you go and headline your first show. 
Thanks, dude. Where are you going to be performing? Where are like the headline shows at? I don't know. Or you yet. don't know yet. Yeah, okay. we we're trying to route it right now because I think it's going to be. So my album comes out around like July time frame. We're thinking okay. that's not like set in stone yet, but we're thinking around then. And then I think the headline dates will be like September, like starting like August. Oh my September. gosh! Yeah, so it's like pretty soon afterwards. Um, so we're still routing it right now, but it's coming up. That's exciting. And that's going to come by in like the blink of an eye too. Dude, I know. All of this has. I feel like it's crazy. Like as soon as like, oh shit. As soon as like the, as soon as the headline dates come around, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Well, before we started recording, we're like, I don't know where the time has gone. But once that comes out, like, girl, your time is going to be flying by even faster. So that's really exciting. It's crazy. And this is my little like soft ask (laughs) for Austin. Or if not, I'll come. I'll come and travel to you. I'd love that for, I think we're trying to, we're definitely trying to come hit Texas um, Texas and California and like just all around, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think I mean, I'm trying to hit cause I've played so many, so many cities. We played Austin actually on the Breland tour. Like, gosh, what was that? Like two years ago, a year and a half ago. I don't know. Um, we played, I forget what the venue was. Lexi, do you remember what the venue was? There was a venue in Austin on sixth street. I want to say, Oh, Antones. It's is that like a second floor. Yeah. 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 Okay. We played Antones then or something. Okay. Something like I Maybe there's I also know. another place called speakeasy and that's a really cool place. Um, it might be that. I don't remember what it was. We played somewhere in Austin before and I opened up for Breland, so we might come back and hit that same spot. Oh my gosh. Well, if you yeah. do, let me know and oh. I'll let all my girls know Yay. and we will all come rally <laughs> and we will meet you there. Maybe meet Matt Schuster too. We'll, we'll pull him up. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. That would be like such a dynamic duo. I love yeah. that. Well, we'll wrap things up here. Yeah. I know you're heading back to Nashville today. So last thing I want to end on is my podcast, Funnel Weekdays, all about finding moments to have fun amidst like the stress of life, your career, friends, relationships, yeah. all those things. So how do you find fun um, between your career as a singer songwriter? It's a great question. Uh, when I have the time, which is pretty much never, <laughs> but when I have the time, I really love the boat. Like I really do. My family, we have like a, a membership to like the boat club in Nashville. Okay. And so I've talked about, you know, if I am able to do this, like touring Thursday to Sunday. And then when I get back on Monday to Wednesday, like going on the boat, you know, cause like that's being outside hiking, you know, just being outside is honestly the best way for me to have fun. I feel like it's, it's funny. I love, I love the fun on weekday, weekdays podcast because like that's so true for musicians because like our work days are the weekends. Like mm-hmm. we, we work Thursday to Sunday. That's like when our we're playing shows and we're out on the road. So like for me, our weekends are Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. So it really is like fun on weekdays. That's what we do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love like hitting a rooftop bar in Nashville. Yeah. I love my city. Nashville is the best. I'm sure Austin's very similar. Um, I just love, it. I love being outside, seeing friends, catching up, like seeing my dogs at my parents' house, just like having some normalcy, you know? Yeah. Normalcy, yeah. wholesome. Yeah. Outdoors. Sounds like you keep yourself very grounded, which is Thank you. happy to hear about. Happy to see you just th- continue to thrive and happy to see you on tour. Thank you. Later this year. I know. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Well, also, before I end, I did not know that um, Nashville has a, a a lake. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? There's Percy Priest. There's Old Hickory Lake. So Old Hickory Lake, there's like houses on it. And Percy Priest, it's just like the lake. They have like a preservation around it. Oh, my God. Dude, come wakeboard. I love it. It's so much okay. fun. Yeah. I'll real. eat shit, but I will Let's come. <laughs> okay, I'm there. <laughs> we can do it together. It's okay. We can drink some like some seltzers. and. Perfect. We'll have fun we'll on weekdays then. Heck yeah. That'd be great. Like I'll make my way back to Nashville. We'll have ourselves a day. Let's do it. Well, until yeah. then, you guys, that's the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Ashley more. You can listen to her music on... Spotify, Apple, Pandora, anything, YouTube, whatever you, wherever you listen, it's just Ashley Cook, C-O-O-K-E. 
Yeah, got to get that E in there. <laughs> yeah, and all socials are just the Ashley Cook. So perfect. Well, go follow Ashley, listen to her music, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'll talk to you all next Tuesday. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.